Westbrook with it. Give it to LeBron at the right elbow. LeBron, one-on-one against Kenrick Williams. Backing him in. Turns. Shoots. Scores! There it is! All hail the new king in town! Young and old, gather round from one iconic Laker to another. The king, LeBron James, has passed the captain. F man, thank you guys for that moment. So quoting the great LeBron James, who last night did break the scoring record uh, late into uh, the night. If you had already gone to bed, you had not heard it. Good call by John Ireland. Yeah, yeah, radio voice on ESPN seven ten in Los Angeles. That's a really good call. Chick would approve. Ah, LeBron's game winner, a step back fadeaway jump shot. Where on the previous possession, I thought they were setting up for a sky hook. Mm. Because they got him on the baseline, and unfortunately, Oklahoma City was right on top of him. My um, good my call, ho- by the way. You said last night. It I, well, and he, his son said, "Go for it at halftime." Uh, Thank God go it wasn't a free half. throw. Thank God it wasn't. No, a free I throw. wanted intentional goaltending. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted the shot. It was either so. I wanted something like super dramatic. Either he's 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 got within four, and he's fouled on a three that he makes, uh-huh. and then he makes it the free throw line. Okay, then then that's a that seems like a lot easier just to stop the game and do the little celebration yeah, that they yeah. did in the middle of the court. Um, but I thought they were going to set up for a sky hook on the on the previous set. Um, but that is you know a guy that as I said yesterday he's my pick when I need a bucket he goes to get a bucket and last night when he said I'm going to go get 36 he went and got 36 yeah. he was three unstoppable. Quarters. Yeah, it, it, they they weren't going to mess around that that game was a mess anyhow. And by the way, does anybody remember what? Did you stick around after? I didn't for the fourth I mean, the quarter. Fourth quarter, it's like, oh, sweet, the fourth quarter. I don't now. I can go to bed. No, it was great, and and yeah, they lost, but symbolic in itself, unfortunately. You but know, that's not. But but, but but most like most records, like do you even remember? Like the the most recent one, Aaron Judge. Do you remember if the Yankees won that game or not? Like you don't you don't yeah. remember if they won right. or lost. Now in this case, the way they lost last night. Because, um, I I mean, we were well into this morning when that game ended. It was so typical Laker fashion, <laughs> the way the game ended. And they are now, what, in 12th or a game and a half behind Oklahoma City. So you don't really remember how the game ended. But he got the record and, you know, it, I they had, take him, back they what had I a said. moment. The Thunder aren't as bad as I said, so. Hey, the the Oklahoma City Thunder, when they, get in, uh, when they get in uh, scrawny Ralph Sampson back next year <laughs> and Chet Holmgren, <laughs> They're fun to watch. They're one on on my league pass. They're one of the teams that I watch all the time because they're fun to watch. They're young and they'll play games where you know last night they were on a pace to score 144 points. Yeah. Now they might have been on pace to give up 130, but welcome to today's NBA. Yeah. There's a lot of scoring going on, so they're fun to watch. But the moment happened. It happened in Los Angeles. It's good for LeBron. I'm sure that you know he's gonna be he's not gonna be worth much over the next couple of days. But the other part of last night and his game or his breaking shot, there were a couple of a couple of things that were very noteworthy of my observation. One, they needed to stop showing Kareem after every bucket. <laughs> Kareem was so uncomfortable. 
Okay, yes. and Kareem doesn't give you any emotion at all. Right. He didn't give you much emotion when he was playing. What do you think he's doing sitting baseline? Right, you'd get like a half smirk yeah. after every shot because I think he knew that at some point, yeah, the cameras are on him. They, I mean, he's right behind the, he's right on the baseline there. He's enjoying so, a basketball So, game. I mean, I, he's not dumb. He knew that there was going to be some, some shots on him, but, I mean, it was a very kind of, I don't even want to say forced out smile because I, I think there's part of Kareem that, Again, game respects game, but yeah, it was it was very uncomfortable, kind of awkward. And it's awkward between those two. Yeah. What'd you think of the moment at half court? Again, it was I you know what? Actually it was what Kareem did I thought was more than I than I anticipated. He genuinely I thought looked okay. I thought he looked like he was happy for him, you know, holding up number one and everything. You know, there was there was at least whether it was forced or not. He did, I think, what you wanted to see. I think he did. He showed his respect. He stood there side by side with Adam Silver and LeBron. And I, I, I don't, re- I can't look at it and say, boy, he should have, he should have shown more appreciation because that's a, that's a tough situation to be in. So I actually applaud Kareem for standing up there, and and I think you know, what, taking it. Kind of. Well, I, don't know. I don't think he likes LeBron. I did. That was a weird. It was. It was just a weird like hug. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it would be good. Everything about it was weird. It'd be good for the Lakers if those two were able to ever like, you know, get on the same page. But I, I don't know that's gonna happen. Um, but you know, I mean, they put Kareem in a weird spot. He's just not. He's not that guy uh, that gets you know in front of the camera all the time. But he was there, and they had a moment, and they stopped the game, which which I have no problems with. They should have. Maybe not having a speech while you know, yeah. they stopped the game that he could drop maybe the greatest f bomb in the history of f bombs <laughs> that have been delivered on live television during a uh, sporting event. Felt like it was longer than ten. But minutes there too. are two other things. So this is just kind of the okay. Let's let's go beyond LeBron breaking the record. There's going to be a picture that I noticed this morning is starting to circulate of the Laker bench and them celebrating LeBron breaking the record. I mean, you know, every time that Russell Westbrook fanned on a pass to LeBron, he got booed last night. <laughs> but while the Laker bench is celebrating, Anthony Davis is sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. Not standing. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll read way too much into that. Yeah. But one of the most iconic pictures that will come from last night is the shot from behind. First of all, Thomas Bryant is in the lane asking for the basketball. <laughs> Good on you. You are part. Of, you are now forever a meme. Yep. Uh, so LeBron hits the shot. Trying to win a game. And people behind the basket, like we do nowadays, everybody pulls out their phone. Yep. I mean, you spent you spent a couple of grand to sit right there behind the basket. You're lucky enough that in the third quarter, that's the basket the Lakers are shooting at, and you pull out your phone to witness history. And so the shot is of all of the fans behind the basket. I would say 97% of them have their phone out, Mm -hmm. except for one guy, and he's sitting right there on the baseline, and this is so great. You know who that person was? The Mick Ultra guy? Uh, Phil Knight. Yeah. Yeah, That's pretty awesome. The... The relationship, and I know afterwards they were, you know, embracing after the game and after he's done with this press conference that Phil Knight was 
sticking around. Like that relationship is obviously a, a big one. I mean, think about how it's benefited both financially as well. But, it, it, you know, one of the, the great, in moments like this, whether we're talking about a record-breaking moment or we're talking about a, one of my favorite things is when someone hits a huge home run in a postseason and they give you sort of the, the you can see the crowd behind the hitter at a home game where everyone just stands just up, arms up are up in the air. It's, it's one of the coolest things. Watching that game, and, and you know how that arena is. It's just it's kind of a darker like lighting around the crowd. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to see, but as that shot goes in, from the side and from behind the hoop, at first you're, you're, like, you're waiting for all the, all the hands to go up in the air, but you're right. You know why? Because everybody's got their phone out. So you didn't see as yeah. much of that like in unison as soon as that ball drops in on that fadeaway. Everyone's like, you know, arms are up. It's that cool like, holy cow, what just happened? But you're right because everyone, you're not going to do that when you have your phone in your, yeah. in your hand. And so like that crowd shot wasn't what I would want it to be, but I also understand you're going to capture that thing. I mean, that show, that's so now seeing it like that's pretty indicative of now I, I had a friend apparently was like fourth or fifth row i need to find out how he ended up there but uh that's all you see are phones so when i watch the video because i'm not gonna lie i i just nine o'clock was just hard for me to stay up seven or eight would have done it so i didn't see it but i woke up to it so i watched all the videos and and uh, watched his video on on the instagram and the twitter and instead of watching lebron's shot and i know what's coming all i'm watching is who phone 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 and then I watched it again to watch the shot. So, yeah. I mean, the G is sitting right there, and he just is calm, cool, watching. Taking it in. Somebody who has brought a lot of money to Nike. Oh, yeah. Phil Knight's just sitting yeah. there relaxing. And they've reciprocated that to LeBron as well. Mm-hmm. Well, they had a commercial. So it, it's good that they stopped the game. Again, I have no problem stopping the game. That that was a moment you, you had to, to stop the game. I just had a problem. I don't think they had a, should have had a speech right there. They should have waited until yeah. the end of the game. So they stopped the game. I mean, it's good that they stopped the game because that allowed Nike to have their commercial. Yep. Yeah. And somehow Drake got involved. Of course. Uh, Drake of was course. doing like an SNL skit. Like before they came back to live. Well, kind of as live action was going on as they resumed the game, they have a split screen and they have Drake doing like an SNL skit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that was good for me because I was wondering at that moment what Drake was thinking about LeBron oh, exactly. breaking the all-time scoring well, record. Who, who wouldn't want to know that? So it's ex- immediately where my mind goes. That's what the first thing I thought of. Did Drake say anything? Yeah. I need to find it before I get out of bed. What does Drake think? Any, right. Anything record-breaking in sports and beyond sports, I immediately go to Drake. What, what's, what's Drake think about this? I'm really disappointed when you joined, Nick, that we didn't get Drake's thoughts on uh, the impact of you coming to the zone. <laughs> well, I mean, we had the State of the Union last night. Could have branched out and see what Drake thought of that. Yeah. Folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Folks. What? Did you watch the State of the Union? I did not know. So, folks was used a lot. Oh, folks. Okay, that's a very. Uh, I'm all about the. So that was on the. That. that was on the bingo card. You got it hammered if you had that. When I when I think of like my parents, who are younger than the current president, that folks is used a lot. Folks, folks. Yeah. Uh, so but Drake maybe maybe Drake will be uh, part of the halftime show. Oh yeah, there Rihanna. We go. Yeah. Now here's the problem I had with the Nike commercial. If you watch the Nike commercial, there's a lot of young LeBron, which, man, I mean, 20 years ago, yeah, he's he's grown up 
in front of us. And you cannot deny, and we talked a lot about this on the show, is of somebody that was so hyped before they began their professional career, LeBron James has exceeded expectations. And how there's, rare that is. Yeah, there's no, there's absolutely no denying that he has exceeded expectations yeah. when he's on the cover of SI. Mm-hmm. But here's my issue with the Nike commercial, and I'm going to go to bat for my team. Did Nike forget about the one team he played for that he won a couple of titles? Nothing with the Heat? Nothing. Nothing from his time with Miami. I would call mm. that disgraceful because those Ooh. teams, we were just talking yesterday off the air, I loved watching those teams. I know that's not the popular thing to say. Oh, I did, you know, they just loaded up. Yeah, they were fun. Even D Wade was there too. Yeah, that's yeah. D Wade, uh, Jeannie Buss, and D Wade got friendly. I know. I saw that. And Jeannie just like, yay! There's so, one point he kind of looked annoyed by that. But. So last night was a typical LeBron night. We had the goat talk. We had uh, thank yous. We had crying, and we had an f bomb. Yeah, and he Drake co- he covered it all. <laughs> Did you also, okay, I, I understand a lot of this was after the game, but the last time I've seen the previously known as Staples Center, now Crypto Arena, be Staples to me. Was, it was very reminiscent of Kobe's last game, where you had the who's who celebrity-wise, you had some former teammates, now not as many as what Kobe had on that last game, but you had... It's kind of a reunion of sorts in the who's who, even more so than what you would typically see at a Lakers game. And then you had the, you know, paying tribute to whether we're talking about an amazing career and what ended up being a 60-point night that night for Kobe or breaking a, a record. On a, on a terrible team. Oh, it was a, yeah, horrible team. So the Lakers are a terrible team. And then just watching Kobe right Kobe down the last, like, three, four minutes of that game. And then sort of that reunion celebration type thing. You had that in a sort of small pocket in that uh, 10-minute window that they had right before the fourth. So I, I do kind of wish that they that could have that could have been delayed till after the game because I think it was maybe – maybe it had to be a little bit rushed. There had to be some type of timetable because there was still another you know quarter and some change left to play, an actual basketball game. But it did. It felt a lot like when Kobe had his last game. And then there was another stat, and I know we can get into the LeBron numbers that are just eye-popping. During the broadcast, you know, they were throwing up just a bunch of, I mean, throughout his career, all things that sort of define LeBron as just absolutely special as a basketball player. So he's now played in 1,410 games. I think it was 1,401 games he scored at least 10 or more. Yeah, well, he's got that's uh, insane. Nine games that he has not scored double a, figures. It's eleven hundred and forty straight games that he scored double figures. That's unbelievable. I mean, that's just now. Some might wow. say not that hard to score double figures over the course of an NBA game if you're a you know LeBron James or Michael Jordan. He he does have the part of you know for somebody that's got that much tread on the tires, he has stayed relatively healthy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, he's been banged up in Los Angeles where he's missed more games yeah. than he's missed in a long time. So that's the part of the next step of talking about this record, which I think LeBron will get to at least 40,000. Yeah, he says he's got a couple he, years left. Where if you close mm-hmm. it down, I mean, science could change when we're long gone from this earth uh, on load management and players' bodies. I just don't see anybody right now on pace to break it because you would essentially have to you know, average 25 to 30 points a game and and also play about 80 games a year. Right. And how many guys are playing 80 games a year? Or 20 it, it just shows you 
it just shows you what LeBron has done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a cool moment last night. I mean, I, you know, he got it over with. Now I don't know that there's a reason to watch the Lakers. <laughs> uh, unless you just want to be upset at Darvin Ham every game. I mean, KD. I forget Darvin's the coach. KD right now is the closest. And he's oof, way off. Yeah, he. So KD is, what, 34, 35? Yeah. He would have to probably, he would have to be into his mid-40s. Yeah. But yeah. he'd also have to continue to average what he's averaging now. Yeah, he's at 26,684 right now. I think the only person that's really on a pace, and again, they would have and he'd have to play a lot more games in a season than he's averaging, is Luka. Yeah. Mm. Yep. You know, who is just now starting to get into that 27 to 30 points per game average. But you're going to have to play more than 70 games a year. And I think Luka, the most games he's played in a season is, is 72. It's just another tribute to LeBron. Right. This is a record that I think he's going to put well out of reach for now. I mean, this record stood for 39 years. Yeah. And they said it would never be broken. Mm-hmm. So... And then along came uh, LeBron. Yeah, it's interesting. Is uh, Steph Curry? So he's at 39th with 21, just a little over 21,000. Right behind him, Demar Derozan. Demar, DeRozan, DeMar DeRozan at 21,164. Steph 21,183. Ooh, that's good in the barbershop today to talk about is Demar Derozan, a <laughs> Hall of Famer. <laughs> I just, I, you know what? It, when Next you look segment, at segment, we'll dive in on. You're that. looking at active players that are even in the top 50. There's counting. Four. Yeah, four. DeMar DeRozan, right behind Steph Curry. Hey. The, the thing that I love the most me. about... I mean, Victor Wemayana might have a, a better shot to break the record than Luka Curry or Kevin Durant, and he's yeah. not even in the NBA yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. you got to start tabbing, okay, who's the next guy that can have the game, the longevity, and the luck? Those last two by far, are the, the biggest thing. Yeah. And the best thing I take away from this record is people nowadays, whether it be fans or media, like to tear down, right? well, they did this, or the ball was juiced, or this or that. You can't say any of that about LeBron. It doesn't matter what you think, because no matter what argument you present as to why, well, I mean, it's it's not the same. No, he averaged so many points over so many years, so many different teams, players that came and went, and he took all of them on and did it. There's nothing you can take away from this record. It is as legit a record as we have, as we've seen in a long time broken. I mean, straight up. Again, he's exceeded expectations. He was the most one of the most hyped athletes ever. Before he entered a professional career, he's got four NBA titles. He's the all-time leading scorer. He's top five in, what, assists, top ten in steals. Mm It's it's your personal preference on who you think is the goat, but it's tough to say. Yeah, LeBron, yeah, yeah he's all right. Yeah, he's a pass first guy. Yeah. That's what he says. Most people that are put on that pedestal before they even step on an NBA floor, it, it never works out because it rarely does. And not only did he match that, he exceeded that. Mm-hmm. I just always thought that was cool. All right, welcome in on a uh, Wednesday, a record-breaking Wednesday. If you missed it last night, I'm sure you can find it on the Internet or uh, wherever you consume your sports uh, stuff. Uh, LeBron is the all-time leading scorer. Not a surprise. It's a beautiful ma- shot, by the way. Doesn't matter if they won or lost, I guess, uh, which they did lose. They didn't have a chance at the end. 133-130. If you oh. really cared. Oh. <laughs> and they lost that game. <laughs> I... I, I it, I may have I I would have turned in my Laker jersey by now if I had a root for that team. 
I mean, that, well, how dar- many people dar- do you think were really watch? I mean, that don't normally watch night in night out a Laker game last night. We're like, oh, I don't know. I'm, how, I'm I don't know how you can't watch a Laker game. They're on every single night for a team that is going to be battling for a lottery pick. Yeah, but I mean, but uh, you get I, to watch Oklahoma City, which is a fun team to watch with you know maybe one or two guys on the roster that you know. I, I saw uh, one of the baseball writers covers the Royals and tweeted something out that I was like, mm, he's not wrong. It's like, gosh, I hope he gets this done fast because it's tough to watch this Lakers team. And it's like, you know, for people who don't watch Lakers, yeah. I mean, like last night, you probably were watching this because you wanted to witness history, sports fan or just maybe even a casual basketball fan. And you know the Lakers aren't great. But then you watch them, you're like, oh, oh that's, what, that's what's been going on there. Yeah. Yeah. I watched all of Kobe's last game, and that's that was the hardest part about that. Yeah, Such a and, bad and that, team again. Another, another team. parallel with that, yeah. And how bad that team was, like Gary said. You know, it's like the the bright spot here about LeBron is that at least it was at the end of the third quarter. You could turn it off. And go but to night, what if he would have hit like a game winner? Like he okay, he still gets the record in like the third quarter, but then like down the stretch in a game. Honestly, that doesn't mean much, you know, in, in standings or anything like that. You know, in the early part of February. I'm sure that would not have helped the goat conversation at all. <laughs> All right, welcome in, everybody, on a uh, record-breaking Wednesday. Uh, this is Mornings with Sharp and Hanley. Nick, Jimmy, and Gary here. Uh, coming up a little bit later, because we are in the middle of the week of Super Bowl week. Oh, yeah. Which has a little bit been overshadowed. I mean, LeBron James and Aaron Rodgers just kind of sucked some of the yeah. life out of the uh, Super Bowl in Arizona. So maybe it'll pick up. Uh, Scott Shanley will stop by with his thoughts. And then... A guy that you'll hear on Sunday afternoon that you hear many times, Kevin Harlan, will join us coming up at 9.30, the voice of the Super Bowl on Westwood One. Uh, he will uh, stop by to drop some knowledge and other things. We'll have story time with uh, yes. Kevin. Now he's the, done a few games with LeBron. The Yes, he has. Uh, the lineup brought to you by the Rooferies at John Higgins Weathergut. We also have a doubleheader of basketball tonight. Nebraska is at Michigan. They've never won at Michigan. They've lost seven in a row to Michigan. They, let's see, they haven't beaten Michigan since 18. They're on, a, they're on a stretch where they struggle against Michigan, whether it be in Lincoln or in Ann Arbor. They're an 11.5-point underdog uh, for that game tonight against Michigan, which up until their win over Ohio State, I don't think had put together a winning streak in a while. Um, so that's a weird team that Nebraska is going to go up against tonight. The other game that you'll hear here on The Zone is a very intriguing one in New Jersey between Creighton and Seton Hall. Now, the line is four and a half on FanDuel. Use the promo code ZONE. Do either one of you guys know why at a couple of the other major books in Vegas they have taken down this game? Like completely off the board? It's off the board at BetGM and Caesars. It's up at FanDuel, but there's some other books that have taken down the Creighton-Seton Hall game. They know something we do. I mean, I think the line makes sense. Road yeah. game in the Big right. East. Right. And Seton Hall's getting, gotten a lot better. It's a tricky game, but, hmm. Some on the Seton Hall side? Well, no, it's not, it's not taken down everywhere because FanDuel still yeah. has it up. But at a couple of the other major books, at the Wynn Casino, it's off the board. Hmm. So I don't, I mean, an injury of note? Well, and this is where I, I get a little bit antsy because we've seen it now twice this year and we got unfortunately all too familiar with it a couple of years ago is having injury slash COVID issues. You know, we saw another Big Ten game impacted by that with Minnesota yesterday. You know, I 
I don't know if there's something going on there with one of these two teams. I think we would probably be better informed on the Creighton side of it, but I don't know. I I, I don't think that's it. But anytime mm. I see anything like that, it it just I'm gonna guess. That I get I get a little itchy and scratchy. I'm gonna that guess one. that it's not that since uh, Creighton is in New Jersey and they were at the women's game last night. So I'm gonna I'm just saying if I'm gonna say that's just crept not, up in the last 24 hours though. I don't know. Not the uh, issue. I don't, right. You know, Kaluma got hurt at the uh, in the. Uh, Villanova game was not hurt by a hurling beer bottle or a yeah. can that was uh, Villanova fan thrown. Yes, that was a, mm. a story yesterday. Villanova fans usually pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was only like UConn fans that Creighton fans hated, <laughs> but it was it was rowdy at the Chai on Saturday night. Uh, it'll be even rowdier when UConn comes in, especially after UConn yeah, big one looked like night. November December. Yep. UConn last night against Marquette. A big one for them, um, but Marquette or uh, UConn Creighton Saturday that place will be rowdy. I mean, Creighton fans don't like UConn fans. It's already sold. Villanova out. fans are really act, Villanova. I, uh, I ran into a couple of Villanova fans uh, out of breakfast on Saturday morning. Villanova fans are really good. I mean, it, it's cool that they travel here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, an unfortunate incident that happened with a fan that was sitting in the one hundred section on on Saturday, and I think it was accidental. I don't think it was intentional. Uh, I'll give you a little insight on that a little bit later, but Villanova fans pretty cool, you know. They, they support the program. I think it's UConn fans that Creighton fans don't like, and I'll just be curious on how many UConn fans find their way in there because it will be rowdy just because of UConn beat Creighton earlier, yeah, and because Hurley's on the sidelines, and then and, and depending on what happens, uh, tonight, yeah, they, you know, there's yeah. there's there's some standings implication there too. All right, so you have the lineup uh, on a uh, Wednesday. Uh, lots to get to that does not involve uh, LeBron James, uh, Aaron Rodgers, or Dylan Raiola. Maybe. Maybe. All in the news. Could Dylan Raiola in Arizona suck the life out of the Super Bowl in his hometown? I mean, I think in his own little pocket, yeah, maybe. Not Not to the uh, the millions of viewers, though, no. Yesterday was a like nothing day for the Super Bowl. That yeah, really might wasn't. be a good thing in a way because you just kind of pace yourself, and then we can get back to the big storylines. Well, you know, you know that there's brothers playing in the Super Bowl. You know, yesterday was it was recapping opening night. Yeah, you had Tuesday to process and just really get into opening night with all of the amazing questions, like about Patrick Mahomes forgetting about Valentine's Day. How can you, as a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, I ask you, feel confident? about your quarterback and his attention to detail when he says that he kind of forgot about Valentine's Day, don't tell his wife, because he's concentrating on the Super Bowl. I mean, what kind of a man leads your offense? My gosh. That guy is awesome. Jeez. It's still next week. I mean, he gets paid $500 million. He can pick up some I just Again, IV. in the line of questions that are very stupid and you understand they're going to be coming your way on, at least in, in that type of media day platform, an environment, the whole, what are your plans for Valentine's Day? To ask anybody who's involved in the Super Bowl, I would hope they all would have the exact same answer as one Patrick Mahomes did. It's like, oh, yeah, I didn't realize that's next week. I, I got something kind of big coming up. I'm sure a lot of people and I think the wife when Valentine's Day was. I think the wife and significant other would understand that. Too. The wife will make it all about her on social media, so. I, I, back, I didn't I even. I, I didn't go. That you. I no. That's that's not why I even brought that up. I just thought it was a really dumb question. Then you decided to go there. I went there. I don't know. I don't. I don't root for 
Brittany, I root for Patrick. If anything, you, you should or, be happier or the about brother. Patrick. He's all in. Hey, He's focused. QB one number fifteen. That's all that matters. I, I hated all that, that matters question. to me. Hated that question. Hated, hated, hated that question. All right, six thirty four. Kevin Harlan coming up a little bit later. The voice of the Super Bowl that you'll hear right here on the Zone coming up on uh, Sunday, sixteen twenty. The Zone. Brackmore after this.